0: Welcome, my friends, to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Sean, and my amigo over here is.
1: I'm Fitz, and it seems like Sean is like either having a really weird background or he's actually somewhere in nature. Sean, what's going on?
0: Well, I'm uh, in the middle of Alabama here, uh, in the good old state of Alabama. Uh... Just, uh, you know, causing trouble visiting a friend and, uh, yeah, just seeing the town of Birmingham, which honestly, you know, you would think, you know, what's Birmingham really known for, what's in Birmingham, but it's actually a pretty poppin' place, man. It's kind of like a Portland or Denver or something before it was discovered, so it's kind of still cool,
1: you know? Okay, so if you're investing in real estate as maybe then the place to go and maybe scoop something up before it's hip. Um, That's why then- we're here. <laughs> yeah. But let, let's dive right into it. What are our topics? Because like we talked about it already, so that we have a little bit of an outline and we wanna share some knowledge about our topics. What are they, Sean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think today we're gonna be discussing accessibility. It seems to be more and more important every single day. You know, um we're gonna talk about how, you know, it's it can be a very scary thing in terms of lawsuits, but also it's a very needed thing, right? Um there's there's over a billion people right now in the US with a disability, so it's a very important thing. What um, not and the then, billion, yeah, what, what's the your
1: million? <laughs> no, it's and a billion. billion. Nope.
0: Everyone billion? has some sort of disability. Yep. It's there's, there's studies, uh, Google just did a very famous accessibility study just on this. So, so if you're not yeah. thinking about someone's disability, um, like for example, one in three men suffer from colorblindness. So. Yeah. so,
1: yeah, my point was just like, there's only 340 million people in America and you said America, I think. So that's why I was like, wait, uh, I think I meant build? the. I think
0: I. I think I met the world, <laughs> yeah. but yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. It's, it is a very like in the US, like disabilities and all those other stuff is a big topic. Um, also, we want to talk about price and yeah, pricing your projects.
0: Yeah, well, ta- yeah, so yeah, so let's start with accessibility. Here, we'll get to get through that, and then yeah, let's uh let's talk about the pricing because it, it is it's a very important thing. It'll keep coming up, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with accessibility, you know, it's it's interesting. So in the web design world, you know, there's there's been lots of lawsuits in recent years um some of the some of the most pronounced ones are Beyonce got sued um i think Domino's also got sued um, in the e commerce world it's huge. If you don't allow every single person to be able to purchase your product, that's discrimination. Therefore you can get yeah. sued. So it's a very hot button topic for a lot of lawyers out there where they're 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 searching for these it's cases easy. now.
1: Yeah, it's easy mm-hmm. money. And we had a story like that too, because like I think like when we met, you had like um a project going on, you were very busy, you're just like, dang, mm-hmm. I, I I have to do this last minute because i'm getting like sued or not you're getting sued but uh, your client yeah. gets sued because it's not um ada compatible i think it's called or
0: well yeah yeah so you yeah exactly so ad uh, so ada is the american disabilities act and um and it wasn't that they were being sued but they got very scared once these lawsuits came in so i think this was probably a month after beyonce got sued and it was for a huge amount of money i wish i had that figure but it's a lot of money and um and so they had all these restaurants in new york city and um we did accessibility studies on them using some tools and they failed every single one um in new york city so obviously very legal opening they were terrified they were like we need to close this opening immediately because we can just feel the lawyers looking at us now
1: <laughs> yeah so. and also kind of funny like i had like um i think last week or so i was like contact, uh, contacting you about that because i'm like um, mm-hmm. I knew you had that situation already going on and it's like it's really mm-hmm. prominent because like lawyers actually are reaching out trying to figure out who has their website updated when they're selling mm-hmm. stuff you know and I'm just like oh I got one of the spam emails but one of the spam emails was like containing that stuff and I'm like wait a minute mm-hmm. is my website ADA compatible and no it was not but I'm not selling mm-hmm. anything on that website so it should mm-hmm. be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At least in terms of a lawsuit. Right. You can't really um, sue people for damages um, for uh, an informational website. It's just, you know, maybe you could, but it's just there's not much there. Um, You know, and just like most things with with lawsuits. Right. They're only going to sue you if you're really worth suing. So. So, you know, a lot of the times, you know, if you're a small guy and you're not doing ADA compliant stuff, you may, be, you may be okay. Like, who's going to sue you? What do you have, right? It's like, who's going to sue us? Two little freelancers. Um, well, they'll just, we'll just bankrupt. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> We're just bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, but on that note, though, like, when you say suing, because on the one side, if you're, like, listening to this and you hear it for the first time, you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, we'll win this fight, you know, that lawsuit. That's no problem, but... Um, mm-hmm. On that note, like you will not win a lawsuit against a person who is dis- on disability because they're handicapped. You will always look like terrible in front of the judge. And this is the zinger. <laughs> Hey, we have
0: the first interruption of the episode. Hey, there we go. Had to get yeah. at least one. We'll have at least one cat visit, I think, and the camera will die probably halfway through, if I'm thinking. <laughs>
1: but, Got the backup but, right here. <laughs>
0: dang, he's, he's growing people. But yeah, no, and it's it's a very important thing, you know. I um, I have many friends that had that suffer from like color blindness, for example, and there's so many things that are just borderline unusable for them, you know. Um, like for example, a lot of men are in the green-orange spectrum where they actually can't see orange and green. And so okay. people never really think of these types of things but yeah so i'm almost interested for you like so so you're in the video world right so in the web world i think it's it's, it's kind of easy to think about ada because it's like a storefront right so you have to have ada compliance in stores and buildings and so so with the website it's very easy to be like okay yeah you're you have to navigate through something and you can't stop that navigation now for you and videos what what's what's the ada things you need to focus on you think
1: so here here's the part like it is like In general it makes no sense you know like if you do video it is a visual thing and it's always discriminating blind people you know you could put in subtitles or you could put in like um, let's say the the captions and stuff and YouTube is actually really good it generates them automatically so what is very nice because you don't technically have to worry about it but with the, the for the deaf you know for the blind people the, the, the subtitles and all those other things need to be there so that they can be read by software and basically just have a kind of like a text-to-speech mode, you know? I'm not mm-hmm. that familiar with it in the video world, but I know it is... I don't know if it's required because it should be required, mm. but it also does not make sense, you know? It's like mm. you sue an artist who like makes paintings now because it's not like, oh, you cannot feel it. Mm-hmm. he's selling yeah. something technically. Hmm. What'd you do?
0: Yeah, no, that's very true. And I mean, um, and honestly, it just almost comes back down to the, the fact that like, you know, are, and I, I don't know this for a fact, but you know, are blind people even using YouTube? So maybe the ADA there is like, you just have to make sure that you're also having it where audio people are. Right. So, so blind people are going to be on audible. They're going to be on Spotify. They're going to be on these kind of music first uh, audio first platforms. So I think maybe then there's that argument, right? If you're launching anything like a podcast, for example, to always focus on some audio platform because that's probably where those people are, right? They're not gonna go to YouTube if they're blind. They're gonna go to these audio platforms.
1: Yeah, on that note, actually, I have to give a little shout out to our Spotify that you should rate five stars and subscribe to it because we will upload there our episodes first nowadays. But as you can hear, Sean is currently in the middle of nowhere. We have like a little bit of connection issues. He's cutting in and out on my end. But on this episode, it should be fine. Just that you have an understanding what's going on on my side.
0: Yeah. So if you have any awkward pauses in the video, everyone, just please bear (laughs) with us. You know, I'm in the jungle. We're like outside of Birmingham. I mean, things are crazy. I had a hawk just like take out like a gopher over there. It's crazy. Things are happening down here.
1: Yeah, but on that note, like, um, I personally think, like, yeah, you should try to um, don't miss out on that because, like, um, the ADA um, come uh, com- how do you say it? compatibility compliance is actually compliance is a bonus because, like, let's say you have a video short, for example, and you put the titles on there. Most people actually don't watch the videos with audio because they lay in bed at nighttime and they're just like, I can't sleep. Let's scroll the phone, and they don't want to wake up their partner. So, it is actually a bonus making that. So, it will just benefit you. Or let's say you have a video where there's not a lot going on. Like in our case, for example, we're just like two dudes standing. One is in the middle of nowhere, and I'm in my little room, also. Not really Mm -hmm. interesting. But if you have like text popping up and there's some animations and graphics, it is a bonus for you because it's bonus entertainment. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's so it's like, yeah, why
0: not add more, right? And, um, yeah. and, you know, and, and so within, you know, websites, it's it's very interesting where, yeah, you have to do all of these different things. And there there's always that debate of when, when are you putting in too much work? When are you putting in not enough work for the disabled people? Um, like there's a lot of tools out there now that can kind of change your website, um, kind of on the fly, make fonts bigger, do things like that. On that um, note, so let's like, talk
1: about that because, like, what is yeah. actually a tool I can use? Because, like, I'm still worried about that thing and I did not implement it, even though I wanted to. There's probably some plugins that you could recommend, or, or your services yeah. uh, if they would yeah, hire th- you.
0: <laughs> yeah, one thing, let me go ahead and sh- share my screen real quick. Um, yeah, this may let's get a little scary. Uh, apologies for everyone, you're gonna have an infinite mirror mo- moment here. Um, but let me open up this real quick if it'll open. Okay, yeah, bear with me, everyone. Oh, yeah, okay, so this is scary. Um, wait, yeah, sorry, sorry. So now we're doing accessibility on uh, on uh, Riverside. So let me actually go to just like a oh. regular website. Let's just go to like uh, accessibility.com. On... So Fitsa. let's go a. here <laughs> and uh, um, so let's go here. So, so, so you're hopefully seeing the Apple store right now. So, so I use oh. this um, this tool called Wave, okay, and I can't I can't talk about this enough. So if you go to WebAIM. Um, I'm not sure like what the actual website is, but just look up Wave, the Web Accessibility Evaluation Tool. I recommend this to everyone. Uh, web designers, not web designers. Um, you can pull up any website on on the internet, and you can look at this, and it'll tell you what are the main area errors, what are just alerts, what are what are features, what are just, you know. So so it's really um, it's really cool, very very awesome in terms of just dialing into like what's wrong on a web page, um, right in front of your eyes, um, and so. So it's really cool. So it's like so some of the things just to kind of point out as we just very quickly we don't we don't need to do a full a full deep dive on this but some of the main things that people look for with accessibility is you want to have contrast between text. So like this this white text here is doing just fine with it being a, being um on blue but as you can see over here with this little red um, indicator here it's actually saying that that's still not contrasty enough for you and i that seems like that's totally enough contrast but even to ada compliance, that's still not enough contrast but um, that makes
1: no sense on that note you know this is already like nearly like um terrible design if you you know it looks like you know what i mean it, it doesn't look good anymore because like it is too big and too contrasty so where do you strike the middle line now
0: it's it's difficult, right? I mean, it's and that's always been the role of a creative is to you have to you have to have the constraints of what what the goals that need to be met and then how do you make that. That aesthetically pleasing and so so this is a good example now now apple you would think you know would have it hundred percent there'd be no errors but you can see even here they have four errors on their website and there's 18 contrast errors on the entire website which actually isn't that bad so so with everyone what out there a... to take this all with a grain of salt you, you'll never be perfect so almost everything else even with accessibility to, to try to achieve perfection is you're, you're just not going to get there
1: okay so what is a good amount? Like, yeah, uh, can you go on my website? I'm kind of curious. Like, fitze.com or the new foreigner.com. just to make like you know, roast it.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, so let's say fitze. How do you spell the fitze in this a, case?
1: Uh, the exact same way as me. Fitze. A. Y. com. Yep. A-Y.com. Uh, no, the E, the E, the E. You you had it right <laughs> in the beginning. Sorry.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, I so got let's... an
1: exclamation oh he doesn't Logan. have it
0: so we're oh. going to do it let's see all right oh. so we have less errors you have one less error but contrast <laughs> errors all over the place and, and and i would agree like white on tan that there's people with uh, color blindness that would definitely not be able to see that so so all your and especially with these being main navigation links that's terrible so if you're going to have bad contrast it's okay if it's an informational thing like you had said earlier however if it's navigation if it's, if it's stopping me from navigating through the space, now we're having big issues. So like here is a great example, really bad contrast here. So so something that you would want to do is you would want to add an overlay over this video, some type of color to help create more contrast behind that text, but for right now, there I can't read a lot of that text in most <laughs> of this video. So, so you would actually fail that. Um, yeah. So, But
1: on, on the good yeah. note, so, so I'm using Squarespace and so far it seems like with my Squarespace, I have in general less errors on my website than like um, Apple, you know, in some cases, besides like mm-hmm. the contrast there, I have more. But um, is there anything that you recommend using for like, let's say like a small creator, for example?
0: Um, uh, to, uh, use in terms of uh, accessibility or what are you?
1: Yeah, in done? general, what would be the, the the thing that would be like fits you have to fix this right now, Just like out well, of a panic mode or is it like well, okay-ish?
0: Um, you know, so yet again, for you, you're not selling any products on the site. Now you are selling services, so it could get a little messy for you. Um, you know, the tool I just showed is great because it's free. Um, it's a Google uh, it's a Google Chrome add-on so just so just add it in okay. your browser and it's just a it's a good way to to kind of check yourself as you do things there's other tools out there as well but this is one of the best especially for web design one of the best things to just quickly jump in see if there's issues um, another issue that that it'll sometimes be picking up I don't see you doing it too badly here is with headings now a lot of creative people they say you know h1 h2 h3 h4 so heading one hit heading two heading three heading four and they try to use this the the h3s because they want smaller text so in this case you're probably like, oh yeah i want this small text here so i'll use an h3 but i want a bigger text down here so i'll use an h2 however If you do these out of order, the screen readers are going to do it out of order. The screen readers start at Uh H1, go to H2, go to H3. So in this case, the screen reader would literally go all the way past this, wouldn't say that at all, would maybe even skip this if you have an H1 down here, but it would go to H2. So it would go schedule a meeting for free. Then it would go social media optimized. And then, you know, it would go all the way through this. And then, so then it it would do timing is key. It would skip your recent work. Um... And then it would go down to Instagram and Facebook, and then it would start way back up here and do these in order, conventional creative. So, so by you doing this, you've kind of messed up the order of the website, right? You want you want someone with a screen reader to go here, here, and here like a regular person, but since you've now mixed it up with with your different headings, the screen out, reader's badly. confused. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I'll go ahead and stop uh, stop explaining this just because I uh, I'm cutting out. But let me figure out how the heck to stop sharing the screen in the infinite chaos yeah um and, if i can
1: yeah but but so far i must <laughs> say like that was very informative because like i think like this is a really good tip that you have like download the wave um add-on to your google uh, to your google browser and then check your website because like my website for example is not really updated or like even like well taken care of it's just like kind of like a placeholder that I started once a couple of years ago or so. And I'm just like, Oh, I changed the design and now it's broken and i I should update it. And after I got that one email, I'm like, I definitely should update it.
0: Yeah. And for, you know, and for everyone out there, you know, I, I would
1: suggest, you know, go peruse the American disabilities
0: act. Yes. It's a little dry and boring. Um, so you know, um, another, um, big, uh, you know, place to kind of go that they, that they're kind of at the forefront, at least of uh, website accessibility is w3.org. Um, that is, they are kind of like the governing body of accessibility on the internet. So if you want to kind of peruse like what's okay, what's not, they do have things on audio and video on there as well. Um, get used to it, Get get informative. You don't want the first time you hear about accessibility to be from a lawyer, so...
1: Yeah. So on that note, like like I said, you can embrace it and make it like work for you. Like for example, with subtitles and stuff like that, it can benefit you if you have like big contrast and it makes your site more entertaining. It can benefit you as well because like if your site is interesting and not boring, it's also a big mm-hmm. bonus. You know, obviously my website is like. Not professional because I'm not a web designer, um, but there's ways to make your site more interesting and appealing, and people spend more time on it if it's like well designed. And that can yeah, help. yeah, like if you have like text, video, and you hear stuff and you're like, "Whoa, I'm now fully engaged because it hits more um, senses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: and the, and there's just certain industries that you really should. you know, if you're doing something in the health industry, if you're doing something in the educational industry, if you're doing something in government, you have to think about these things okay now now there's certain industries that maybe you don't have to think as much about it but yeah if you're certainly if you're playing in these industries you have to think about this because it's hugely important um, yeah. yeah and with videos and everything too I, I think you know it's it's, it's something that it's, it's a little bit more work for us but that little bit of more work opens the door for people that you'd be surprised the bench the, the bar is so low so much of the internet does not think about this.
1: I mean, like, I, I cannot get that, though, because, like, you have to think about, like, let's say you're the startup. Like, you cannot launch a website, you know, and mm-hmm. an LLC and then make everything compliant. Yep. It's nearly impossible. Like, the startup costs just making stuff, like, compliant with, like, you know, it, the more you add on on requirements, the more expensive it gets. Specifically, if you don't know what you're doing because then you need to hire somebody who does know and then mm-hmm. it becomes really costly. And most startups are, like, kind of – or entrepreneurs or somebody with a vision or whatever, they kind of cut corners where they can, but you should think about like, when do I add this on? When does it make sense? I don't know what Mm. that point is because like, it's kind of a luck thing till you get discovered by a lawyer and you better be ready then.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like I I I would say just start now, you know, start little. Just like any of us in the creative world, you know, is the first time you were told anything, any the first time you heard about octane rendering, you know, the first time you heard any of these terms, you didn't know anything about it. You just had to dip your toes in. So with ADA, just dip your toes in, start start small, start to in your next project is very, you know, spend 5 minutes, just spend 5 minutes in the planning process to be like is there any ada issues with this is there anything i see not working out you know and like i know you fitza you you do a lot of uh, live event things you know you do streaming and stuff so so even for you it's got to be at least five minutes i would say like be like is there anything here that i may be missing you know for blind people people in wheelchairs or anything like that like you'd be surprised you may have a monitor way up here and you're like oh people grandma's in a wheelchair how's she going to see the monitor you know so there's things like that that if you that you know you don't have to tank the whole project but something to think about just something to add to
1: the list you yeah, know i agree completely it's just like one of those weird things because like yeah it's like very so it's kind of like discriminatory if you make a video you know you you want to appeal to a mm-hmm. certain group and mm-hmm. you most likely like you have your ideal customer your ideal customer is not Freddie in the wheelchair who is partially blind or deaf and then you're just mm-hmm. like what do i do now do i make my video now worse for the people who are consuming it, just so it's like fair or I, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, you kind of have to, yeah, it, it's for, in the video world it's specifically messed up because it's superficial. You know, you don't want to usually models, mm-hmm. for examples, you don't want to have models who are plot sizes even Mm -hmm. though there's a lot of people in plus sizes and it would be more fair representative, you know, like to represent the population and it would be just in general Mm -hmm. better practice, but it's like sex sells. So it's like, what? where do you, you know, gauge it on the line? Because like, obviously you want it fair and square, but it will sell worse than if you add like certain things. What is like messed up?
0: And I think that's arguable, right? I think sex sells if your demo wants sex, right? So, so it's just, it's just understanding your audience. I think, you know, so yeah, if you're, if you're doing kind of body positive um, things, um, then yeah, you need to be, that's your audience right now. If you're, yeah, if you're trying to go for an Abercrombie and Fitch or some other kind of superficial, sexy, hot company, then yeah, that's your demographic. So, so it just comes back to knowing your audience. You know, I, 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 I really wish like, I, it's funny how like me as a creative, every project I get into, I'm the weird black sheep when I say we should make audience personas. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's like, no, ew, that's such a waste of time. Like, why? Like you need to know the audience. Like who's the perfect customer of this video? It's not everyone. So stop pretending it's everyone, right? Like, is it the yeah, sexy people Yeah, but on the one it...
1: side, you have to think about the audience that is not included. And you should not ex- ex- exclude other people kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't aim for something. So you hit them and you, you hit them hard so that they want it, but you still have mm-hmm. to be like accessible for other people. So you cannot yeah. be discriminatory, like just selling to Democrats or whatever is, you know, or yeah. like you can't do that specifically yeah. if money is involved.
0: Money. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, and I think like seriously, it's it, it does. It comes down to. Um, yeah, it just comes down to empathy. You don't have you don't have to tear down the project. You don't have to it's there's there's a subtle balancing act it's doing as much as you can with as little as you can so just like we do this all the time in all of our projects where you know we we do what we can without going overboard so just, this is just one of those things take it with a grain of salt yeah i'm definitely not saying like all of your videos should be body positive and and catered towards blind people and it, it that's that's not yeah because yeah. so- you're right you're right you can't do that it, it would it would definitely your your creative style may suffer because of that
1: yeah, but on the other side, it can be a great benefit. Like if you do like subtitles, now you can translate them into different languages. Now your video is appealing to a greater, uh, wider audience. Same with like mm-hmm. the um, you know with those add-ons where they basically have like reading the subtext and blending mm-hmm. in certain things. And it's just like, oh yeah, you you can benefit from it, but it has to make sense, and you have to reach a certain size. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like as a small creative, it is more liability than a feature but the bigger you become the less of a liability it is
0: yeah so start now start while you're small start to get these habits now because if you get down this creative road 10-15 years and you haven't built these creative habits you're going to be learning way quick you're going to learn the hard way you're going to learn from the Lawyer summons. You're going to learn from someone across the table, even calling you out and being like, "Why don't you care about disabilities?" It'd so say, "Why are you not thinking about these things when you make the yeah. videos?" And don't don't wait till that moment. Yeah, be ahead of the curve. You know, because um, yeah, we're we're small creatives now. Now is the time to 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 just do do the new stuff. Be you know, change the processes.
1: Yeah, and also like it's kind of important to like basically like um, plan in the budget for that because like obviously it takes some time and habit that you like. Okay, I should put some money to the side to for this thing, you know. So if you're like already ten years in and you're just like, I never done that. Now I'm mm-hmm. have to do it, and I, you don't have the habit, and you don't even can justify the cost because you maybe laid everything out in a way Mm -hmm. that is like not sustainable adding on this feature for example but if you Mm -hmm. budget everything right for example then it should be fine
0: and and we haven't really talked about this part of it but i'll tell you what i've actually i can i can definitely say that i've gotten jobs because i've gotten in the meeting and there's business people right these are business people they're not creative people and i say I will not only get you a website. I will get you a website that is search engine optimized and it is ADA accessible. It is not going. It's going to pass double A standards for ADA. Just saying these words, then this guy comes in. I can make a really cool, like, sad shift and website. That's what I'm going to do for you. And that's all he has. They're going to be like, yeah, but this guy says ADA. You know, PCI compliance, another thing. You know, using these words, knowing what they mean, that puts me way ahead of a, other creative because. These business people, they, they like the look and feel. They get that that's important, but they also know like, oh my God, this guy's going to stop me from being sued. This guy's going to actually build something that's functional and, and structural. So, so yeah, these things, while they may be not sexy, that not sexiness can really get you jobs, I think.
1: Yeah. So now I'm kind of confused if I want to start with like segmenting my time or with the um, pricing and the pro- uh, project, you know, because like... I feel like both of them would be a perfect segue for this thing (laughs) because like technically you have to structure your projects, you know, and yeah, basically lay everything out in an order so that you're like, okay, I put this amount of time into like ADA compliance and this amount of time, like for like, just like the the, the design function and so on. So I think Mm -hmm. we should go with that or with the segmenting your time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. i uh, kind of moving forward into like, yeah. So ADA obviously is a part of segmenting your time on any project and something that yeah, you need, uh, I you have need to think
1: about. So, <laughs> I know
0: you really, you really kind of pigeonhole them in there. You kind of shoehorn them into the, but that's okay. We're getting better. So uh, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, go ahead and kick us off, man. So, so how, how, how is your segmenting the time these days? How do you, how do you feel about it?
1: so so first off let, let's talk about it because like it was one of the things that we wanted to talk about on the podcast today because like last time you said like fitz you need to segment your time better because i'm down here in florida and you hmm. didn't plan time in for me and i'm just like well my wife just got like into an accident oh you're I, making me sound heartless oh don't make me sound no, heartless. Just I was so understanding
0: don't be, oh my god <laughs> I'm, I'm a nice joking. guy everyone out there i'm a nice friend don't, don't
1: listen to him <laughs> no he's a good boy he's a good boy he actually came Jeez. to the hospital and everything but yeah um it just made it more relevant because like my time was like way way more um not rare or scarce you know and, then, and i was like yes technically i had some more time but i did not the segmenting um correctly because like in general i'm doing a very poor job at like segmenting my time i'm just like Mm -hmm. i'm doing first off whoever pays me has priority and then like then the other things you know and then everything is like that is like kind of the segmentation that i'm doing what is not the best and at that moment basically just showed me like yeah i should have you know dedicated the, the free time I had more effectively, and because I don't do it in general, like, didn't build the right habits, it just showed more in time of need, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, and and what's in, you know, and, and to your, your defense, when things hit the fan, when there's family emergencies and, and, you know, we're here like on our computer screen, and then something over here explodes, it's so hard. It's so difficult. I mean, I've been there too, you know. This year, yeah. I've had a, a, a few different family emergencies where you know, I'm sitting next to a hospital bed trying to make a website, and that's not <laughs> the best way to make a website on your little laptop in, in a hospital room with, with shoddy, you know, Wi-Fi. So, um, so, no, we've all been there. So, in your defense, you know, having an emergency with a family member, it, it really puts everything in a highlight, though, right, of like, wow, how little time do you have in a day yeah. now?
1: Yeah, and that's what I actually kind of meant because, like, you were a really good friend, even bringing me food and swinging by, you know, and doing all those things. Mm-hmm. And But I was, like, also, like, yeah, if I would have, like – I had that wedding going on, had to outsource it, had to do certain things, had to edit the wedding while being on the mm-hmm. hospital bed. And I'm just, like, I did not, like – I, I still don't have like the skill like of like okay the first two hours I do this then the next two hours I do that or let's say 30 minutes or 15 minutes you know it's just like okay we're, mm-hmm. we're doing it kind of sorter and just like dragging through it and like yeah trying to get rid of the project as fast as possible in a comfortable way instead of like okay 15 minutes mm-hmm. dedicated time
0: yeah yeah and so so in this project I mean um... And, and you're still working on this project, am I right? Is this still still a thing kind yeah. of on your plan? Yeah, right? So, so yeah. here
1: yeah, so here was the point. Like i f- I felt like I had to refund the whole thing back because like um I hired somebody and it didn't really turn out how I was expecting it or p- Planning to shoot it, but I couldn't do it, so it's not... I tried my best to find somebody to cover me. The guy showed up. He did a um, decent job, and he was, like, trying to help out with something that he never done before. So I completely understand that everything else got like, oh, I have to do a live stream. i never done a live stream. He's trying to help a person to do a live stream, and I'm like, obviously, that Mm -hmm. didn't work well. But I'm like... First of, I learned, like, I need to have a better process in place to teach others what I'm doing, how to set it up, how to run it, what to do step by step. You know, like, the operations mm-hmm. became more like, oh, I need to plan that out so that I can have somebody yeah. cover me. Instead of, like, hoping that me or my close friends that I work with are able to do it because they were all booked and nobody had time. And I'm like, yeah, that highlighted a lot of things. So, like, I mean, like, times mm-hmm. of... um times of desperate I don't know how to say it, but basically those times show you really what is needed and where you're lacking, even though you have a good Mm -hmm. excuse and saying like it's family, you know, and I, I shouldn't, shouldn't do this, but at least you Mm -hmm. can still learn like, okay, where do you fall apart first? What is the problem? You know? And I I saw a Mm -hmm. lot of those moments in like my, my time segmenting and like basically operations. They are too complex, not simple down, on the one side, that's mm-hmm. good, so you cannot get replaced. But on the other side, it's bad if you have to replace yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and to kind of, uh, yeah, to, to just kind of root it in into the now where you are. Um, one thing that I, I always um, try to do, and I'm not successful, is when things like this happen, when when you miss deadlines, which I've been missing deadlines too recently, just because of emergencies, traveling, things like that.
1: Is, yeah, the two is weeks make sure... crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been crazy, and um, but you know, with um, when is to really write down what went wrong and and try to improve. I, there's so many projects that like I think like I've done where like something goes wrong but I forget to write down what went wrong so I can improve it and then you just keep going on to the next project and next project but but yeah you're really close to it right now so for you I would suggest you know what what exactly could have been better what are some fail safes that would have helped in this case and and write those down now and get those ready for the next thing because because it truly is like having that cushion already built Already assuming things will go wrong and can go wrong and most likely will go wrong uh, on projects going forward. So so you have to be kind of ready. So I'm I'm not sure what the answers are for your case. I mean this is a very special case. Oh, of something I, got that happened. I got the list.
1: I got the list. Yeah,
0: and that's great. And so 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 that's fine. So as long as you keep adapting for the next one and the next one, I think I think it's good. So for example, for me, um, I'm always building in as much cushion time as possible now on things. Um, now I did just miss a deadline, and that was actually a project that had cushion time built into it. But um, up until kind of I had some things falling apart in my world, it actually was going perfect. Where I literally had um, at least a week of cushion uh, on. So like, if something was going to take me two weeks, I I said three weeks. And so yeah. having even just an extra week now, a lot of people that can be very, um, that can be very dangerous, right? Because they're like, Oh, I have this space I can feel. So now I'm going to fill up that extra week that I built, but no, you have to be like, no, it's still two weeks. That's still my deadline. But then if something goes completely wrong, you know, you're not yelling at your computer and losing it and being like, okay, well, there's no way I can make this deadline. It's 2am. It was, it's, it was due at 6pm last night, you know, that's that's when you really start to suffer as a creative. I don't know about you, but that is some of my worst moments. Is when I'm sitting there and the clock has already moved past the deadline. I'm still sitting here, big pillows under my eyes, and I'm just not going to make this deadline. Um, yeah. That's what you have to avoid.
1: Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. But like like you said, like you have to plan in the time. But also like when you plan in the time, then the the segmenting the time is the most important. Like it doesn't really help. Like for example, I had like time set away for the project procrastinated because I know I have time mm-hmm. and I waited for the moment where it's getting just close enough to barely finish it. I'm like, now I'm going to do it. And stuff falling apart is not helping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You
0: know, and I think some of us, I, I i can't speak for you, but I think a lot of creatives, me included, sometimes we, we do better in pressure, right? We do better when things are, when the stakes are high. So, so we like to think like, okay, well, cool. Well, I can wait to the very last moment because it's exciting and I can get it done quickly. And I've done it before. And, um, and that's, that works, man. But, you know, the older we get, the more things pop up on our plate, you know, health wise for us and people around us, you know, some of us start yeah. to have kids and then that th- becomes a thing. So, so yeah, you have to kind of already start to prepare for the fact that, yeah, the, your time is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, as we move along um, life. And so, yeah, so it's hard. It's hard not to fill up that time, just like budget, right? Like, you know, you have extra money in the account. That doesn't mean that's extra money for you to use. Like you, it's this weird training yourself not to use that extra space, that extra cushion that you've made for yourself. You have to leave it there.
1: Yeah, that's actually like some good advice right there because like um, there was like a saying or something like that. I forgot who did it, but it's basically like if the market is growing like 3% every year, for example, and mm-hmm. you're not growing 3%. You're dying, kind of. So I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's like a really tough thing to say. But, yeah, you have to plan in. Like the next couple of years, you have less time. And if you don't make more time or improve your skills and become more efficient, you become slower and slower and slower. Because, like, things don't stay the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. Law of diminishing returns. Um, it's If you stay where you are, it's going to get worse and worse slowly. So, um, see, so, yeah, you really do need to – work on improving even when things the going's good that's the perfect time to improve um that's scary stuff
1: you know things are going well you're like oh boy
0: (laughs) yeah i mean and that's that's something i've been saying in a lot of different places um even in and outside the design world of like you know take advantage of the good times too i think that's something i've been learning is don't squander the good times um I think some people have a very cushy life for years and years and years. You see it a lot with office workers, especially where they they get paid well, their things are getting done on time, they they work for a really good company, but they don't grow. They don't push it. They they get complacent, and so so I think that's going to be part of it too. Is that you have to keep growing even when oh, the see- times are good.
1: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um... On that note, though, like, let's talk about, like, building the buffer, for example. And the buffer is usually money or time. And if you have money, you have time because then you can outsource it. So, in the end, everything is, like, kind of money, you know. Like, you get more time if you have money because, like, you can hire a couple people to do nearly anything. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 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 So how do you? So I don't know how to start this now because like this morning I was basically on Facebook, one of my um, filmmaker film groups, and guy was basically, hey, I made an animation and I basically charged by the minute. And his video initially was about to be seven minutes. Instead of seven minutes, it turned out to be four minutes. Obviously, the client, not the best client. He's just like, okay, I want to pay as low as possible. After we got down to four minutes instead of seven minutes. He wanted to have a refund. What would be fine if hmm. the police is going to trying to grab you? Um, oh, sorry. It's all good. It's all good. But basically, he also hired people and he paid them. He was the middleman, I assume. I'm just reading into that. But basically, he was operating at a loss at that point, and specifically, like, oh, now it's three minutes shorter, so he has to pay back now. And I'm like. Yeah, you should never, ever pay by the minute or hour because you get just punished. What, what are what are your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So my thoughts are... Um... I'm sorry. Let me know if you're still there. My... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, my... my... I mean, I would just ask the client, why did it have to be this certain amount of time? Um, was, was there an actual need? Did, was, it, was it in your head you said seven minutes and that's just a thing you pulled out of nowhere? Was there an actual need? Like, you know, like, because maybe there was, right? Like, let's say you're making an ad for a movie theater before you watch, before the movie starts in a movie theater. So it has to be the segmented amount of time and you didn't make it for that. So it can't fit in that spot. So therefore, the whole project is a failure. Then I would say yes, there's a refund. If it's just something that goes on YouTube or something that goes on social media, then no, there's there's no need for it to have to be any amount of time. So that's why I yeah, that's I've had those types of moments too, where the client for some reason thinks they're getting less um, because they've they think seven minutes. Um, where you know what's nice about you you and me and in our world, we kind of know that actually the less time, the better, right? So so yeah. in that case, if I if I was him, I would just argue like. Actually, most people don't sit around seven minutes of a video. Um, honestly, yeah. we should make it shorter than three minutes. Honestly, three minutes is too long of a video, so yeah, it's
1: really tough to get like somebody paying attention for free, two or even mm-hmm. one minute if your stuff is like too corporate or not entertaining enough. But on that point, though, some people are like, let's say you're an editor, some people charge by the hour. I'm like, why would you ever do this? Because, like yeah. it's like kind of that chris though you know like that it's like i think you showed me chris Do with the free, uh, the future and he's like so good with pricing i basically doubled like the money i made just from like listening to his stuff but what it comes down to is like you get punished if you charge by the hour because like first off you take your sweet time and if you don't take your sweet time you get punished for being good
0: yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah the the time the time based, you know. Yeah, you just referenced Christo. He he has a a great kind of philosophy of value based pricing. It's it's about value. It's not it's not about time at all. Time yeah. time is not not really not really what people are after. It, it's it's what's the value that I can bring to your company. And so so one of the biggest um, easiest examples for a designer to think about this is. Uh, you know, a uh, uh, mom and pop uh, grocery store business on the corner needs a new logo versus um, Sony needs a new logo. So, wh- which which logo brings more value? Which logo is going to sell more products and be seen by more eyeballs? Right. Yeah. So why charge why charge the same for both? Maybe it takes me 10 hours to design the Sony logo, and maybe it takes me 20 hours to design this mom and pop logo. It's not about the time, it's about how much value is brought into those logos. Now it's up to you as a creative not to spend too much time on a low value project. But yeah. um but yeah, it comes down to value. Um and this is where like kind of I touched on before, talking in business speak is very important. Because you need to talk about ROI, you need to talk yeah. about retention of customers and engagement so of customers. you actually
1: had like a good point like a moment ago with the ADHD compliance. That is like a, a value, you know. I in my in the video world, I, I'm I'm just saying like that are the deliverables, you know. And I'm trying to mm-hmm. add deliverables that are maybe free, just like don't take me a lot more time, but it's an extra deliverable that I can do with the same footage, for example. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, exporting your video differently. So it's like more optimized for the, pho- uh, for the phone versus like the computer, you know, and like all those things, they add value, they are deliverables, and it's easier to charge for that versus like, oh yeah, I'll make you a video for 16 hours. And I'm like, yeah, what does that even mean?
0: Yeah, so I, I've taken that completely out of my pricing for sure, 100%. Um, even on invoices, I used to actually put in one column, um, I used to put hours and then um, have like a quantity of five, and then here's my rate. I used to do that, but it just invites people to nitpick the hours. It, it invites that conversation yeah. with you and the client to be like, "Yeah, but are you using?" It raises your time? The eyebrows. Why, it? It's like,
1: why? Why eight hours yeah. for this? What? just well, eight hours.
0: You know. And people just don't understand the freelance world, right? I can't tell you how many marketing directors I've worked with, and um, and they've said, "Well, you're 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 asking for more money than I get an hour." But but then you have to politely remind him, yeah, but I don't have benefits. I'm not working forty hours a week. Like we'll ownership. You yeah, you're gonna fire me in a week after this project, most likely. And that's okay, you should fire me. This is you only need this one thing, and then I'm on. So so you know, people kind of don't understand. And it, it just invites a lot of stuff. Where now, you know, I've I've trained a lot of my clients to just be like, How much is it gonna be? And I'm like, This is how much. And then I've even recently had a client that said, you know what, I I need that to be half, I don't have the budget for that. And that's okay, because now we're talking about, okay, now I'm doing all the time coordinations in my head. It's not like there's this kind of dialogue. It's more like me thinking like, okay, well, then if we do this different route, that's a lot cheaper, and maybe the results won't be as good, we can get it to half that cost. Um, so I, so you can still have this time dialogue. I, I, so, so for everyone out there, I'm not saying that you shouldn't still be doing this. You definitely should. At the beginning of the project, you should be sitting at each piece of this, um, the discovery phase, the development phase, the launch phase, and you should be saying like, how much time is each of these going to take? Um, you know, and beginning, you're not going to know you're going to misquote stuff. Even to this day, I still misquote stuff where I'm like, dang, I really was, I spent 10, better. more hours. But you get better, you get better. And and another thing like I mentioned earlier with like, you know, make sure to write things down of what's happening now with this project. I would say the same with time. Write down how long it took you to do something because you're going to forget these things. Um, using oh, a time tracking app. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, so know how long it takes you to make a website. If, you, if, you're, if your job is launching WordPress websites, um, time that, figure out how long it takes. So you know when a guy walks in Um, Because that's something too that I'm sure you've run into where people try to pull a fast one on you. How much do you think this is going to cost? You're in the middle of like your first meeting and they're like, okay, Fitzy, how much? And, and if you're then you not just ready, shoot a number
1: like 300, 500, whatever, and then you're just like, "Oh, actually, I want this and that, and can we do it that way? Oh, can I have multiple shoot days, multiple locations?" It's just like, what, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, and and to kind of tie this up too, contracts. You know, I think we've talked about this before too, but you, you that's where the contracts come in because that's the understanding right there. Now. Now, granted, if you mess up, like the contract's protecting the client too. So if you mess up on all of your, your timing and stuff like that too, um, you may be shooting yourself in the foot with the contract. Yeah. So, so it's, so it's a two way road, but it's definitely like, so in the case of this videographer to get to, to his kind of conundrum, he should have had a contract and I'm sure in that contract, it wouldn't have said anything about a seven minute video. Maybe it did, it would have, but like it shouldn't have,
1: yeah. But that- it seems like that was his point like I think like um, he he was like just outsourcing animation that's what I was assuming he did but I'm like not 100% sure but on that note I feel like he should have just eaten the cost you know refund like the three minutes or whatever it was and even though he hired people to generate that video at cost you know I'm like that is the lesson you learn for doing it by the time you know because like on the next project he knows like no we're making like an animation video Um, I will get that done in between those specific moments and it could be longer, could be shorter, but there needs to be like, oh, a way to upcharge for certain occasions and not to just mm-hmm. like downgrade. Because like it's always a bad idea like, oh now I have to refund money because I didn't meet my three minutes. And if I make it actually three minutes longer, it would be worse, you know? So that should be never ever punishable.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you've yeah, you have to set up these rules. It's it's interesting because there's a lot of times that I, I feel like I lose the game that I wrote the rules to, and so yes. it's 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 one of those things you have to write those rules in the beginning for yourself, and yeah, and in this case, you know, I uh, so so did he have to refund the entire thing? Because if he if, if the client was like, you have to refund all of it, I'd be like fine, you get nothing then. You're back at square one too. I, you don't I, get to use that's any what of this I would video. do too.
1: But, but yeah. I feel like, I, so it was just like a public Facebook group, you know, and there he was asking for the situation what other people would do. And my, my thing was like, it's kind of like, imagine you're like flipping burgers, for example, and now you're delivering a burger too fast and now you the, your customer wants a refund because like mm-hmm. you delivered the thing, it's too fast, but it does the same job, you know? Right. And now you get punished for like delivering it too fast or it's too short, just... But it still does Mm -hmm. all the things it should do. Like there should be Mm -hmm. no circumstance where you get punished for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're still it should be rewarded
1: technically, you know, like oh there's Mm -hmm. now upcharge for like being more efficient or effective or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, and it's up to us to educate. I, I feel like a lot of this comes from the office. Um it's just that that worker type of attitude of you need to use all of your your hours that are are they're getting paid for no matter what and and people um, and I see it changing. I see it changing. I think people are slowly they're, they're realizing that time doesn't need to be wasted. And people are starting to realize that you only truly do your best work six hours out of the day, you know. Um, so I I think it's changing. I um, in this case, yeah, for for them to be punished for that, I. I mean, clearly not a good client to work with, but it's a teachable moment. It's definitely something where, yeah, you you have to create these rules at the beginning. You have to you have to teach these clients because I think we assume these clients are on our same level. I think we assume these clients yeah. are also freelance people that understand value and that they've learned from Chris Or a different and that level, lower,
1: higher. Who knows, you know? But the problem is, like, mm-hmm. he technically, in my eyes, he lost a client, you know? He was, like, competing on time, you know? And I'm like, okay, if I make it shorter, longer, whatever, and – that determines the price. But now if he wants to change his pricing structure, that client is still hooked to like, oh, I got it for this amount. Why would I pay now more or the same price for a quicker video, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, exactly.
1: That that is already like, okay, yeah, cut your losses, just like um, refund half of it or whatever, you know, or 40% just to make mm-hmm. it even, you know, and just like move on and learn from it. That's at least my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's hard to know without knowing the specifics, but yeah, obviously move on. Obviously um, that's, that's another thing is, yeah, try, try not to get caught in this kind of legal battle back and forth, but um, yeah, tough. It's a tough one. That's uh, uh, yeah. But you know, yet again to kind of also defend the client a little bit, who knows, maybe the video needed to be a certain amount of length. Uh, maybe it it, it had to be that length. Um, and he, so therefore he did miss one of the promised things on the project. So
1: could so it's be. hard it's
0: hard to know it's hard to
1: know yeah well on that note i think that is all our segments now i think that we did how are you feeling about that sean we're like blown through we, it i think we blew through it i think we blew through
0: it um yeah, yeah. i uh yeah so how, how's life i guess so so what's next for you i know you did this wedding thing i i know that there's there's got to be other projects coming uh, what, what's yep. coming up what's coming up in your neck of the woods
1: Oh, so, so I actually um, got booked for another like um, performance thing, like a fire thing. Um, so that that is going on. I also rented out a lot of gear, and I'm I'm already scheduled like two appointments with two different people renting out gear. I'm just like, oh, this is not the passive money, and I'm just like, that's kind of nice. So, yeah, yeah.
0: So you're re- you're renting out video gear now, yeah. So that's, yeah, I was just like,
1: I kind of slipped into that because I I have like more cameras now, and I'm just like, huh. Oh, so it's a very interesting feeling to just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, 150 for this or, uh, you know, or $100 for that. And I'm like, okay, and I get it back by when? Nice. Obviously, it's yeah. a lot of trust and risk, but it's very interesting.
0: Okay. Well, as on, long on,
1: on, on that note, too, like um, as we already mentioned in the last podcast, that hopefully goes up tonight or today, um, Rachel was in the hospital. She got released today. So um, my girl is back home. I'm very happy about that.
0: Yeah, very awesome, man. So happy to hear that. Um, Yeah, so for, you know, um, and that GoFundMe will still be up, uh, correct? Is that, uh, well, maybe by the time this episode's up, it may be.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm like right now, like the bills didn't all um, arrive yet. So uh, we'll just wait until everything trickles in and be like, hey, can you guys pay me?
0: Well, that's awesome. That's amazing news, man. And it's co- it's cool to hear that. Yeah, you you already have some other gigs lined up. Um, you know, I know I know of a few friends there in St. Pete that are, are working real hard to hook you up with other gigs. So so that's it's oh, yeah. really cool, man.
1: Yeah, apparently Christy also like with the good burgers. But yeah, that's like uh, it, it, more like a connection kind of sort of thing, mm-hmm. versus like a gig. So I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, and, I, and I'll kind of say this on camera, those connection gigs are really important. I know uh, starting out, I did a few of those with nonprofits, um, some that didn't pay anything really. Um, but, you know, you, you have to value how many important um, people it'll be in front of. Um, so hopefully you have a logo to send her and hopefully you get that logo. It's so already pulled a, up
1: here on my PC. I didn't have an email. Now I have an email and yeah, life is Very busy.
0: good. Yeah, so that's that's where that sales channel, that sales funnel, gets really, really important. Um, but yeah, you know, because that's that's a very important thing. You know, I, I can't tell you how many creatives I talk to that are that are like, I don't know how to get clients. Like, how do I get out there and get these big businessmen to be my clients? I don't hang out with them. Well, things like this are great opportunities. There's plenty of nonprofits that would love free work and would love to put your logo in front of a <laughs> bunch of businessmen with <laughs> lots of money. They so. do. That's a big thing. That's that's one of my biggest pieces of advice. Go work with the nonprofits. Go work with the people that want free work, but we'll put your logo in front of important people. Now, now with that, make sure that these are good places, good nonprofits, because that can get scary too. Don't do the weird mom and pop nonprofits that are going to just take <laughs> advantage of you.
1: Yeah, there's a fine line, and you know, like um, yeah, the the motivation is like always a thing, and you're right. Like sometimes it doesn't really matter. Like um. For who you do the work it's really depending like what comes after sometimes you get like that one connection that leads to so many more things and exactly yeah but yeah well, what you want
0: what i like to say is you want cheerleaders i have maybe three cheerleaders right now in the world and that's where a lot of my work comes from get yeah. three important people that cannot stop talking about you three important people that someone's like wow who made that video fitzay did he's he's a great let me give you his number this he's amazing he's so awesome to work with that's the best marketing who needs ads? Yeah. Who needs anything? If that's that's what you have, so yeah, so, word yeah. of so, mouth
1: is like really important because that always leads mm-hmm. to more.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you just have to hit people over and over and over with your your name, you know. So so if there's an event and you do it this year, um, even if you don't get that many connections, but you felt like it was a good it was a good event, and do it every year, get your name in front of the same people again and again and again. We're like, wait, that fits a guy. It's the same guy again. And especially with yeah. you videographers, you have a really good chance because you actually get to connect with a lot of people at the event. You get to actually talk and, and have these kind of side conversations and be a cool person. So, so yeah. you know, when you show up to these things, too, especially as a video person, dress nice, be friendly, have some funny topics to bring to people, you know, and, <laughs> they, and bring No, no, comfort. no. You
1: got to be salty. This is a <laughs> nonprofit thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah,
0: so it's, uh, you know, so – yeah, so I'm glad, you know, I, I think we live in a world where people do want to help you, but you have to make it easy to be helped, I think. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to help you, but you have to make it easy for them to help you.
1: Yeah, kinder. Like sometimes it's like also like you, you have to provide value and people have to see the value and maybe get hooked on yeah. the value, you know, and some people don't see it don't understand it. And then it doesn't really matter because then you can give some people mm-hmm. a free video or whatever, and they cannot monetize it. It doesn't even matter. So, and you will never make them pay for it either, you know, but if there's like, for example, a yoga teacher who is want to film a yoga class and she wants to monetize that on a website or whatever, she can make like five grand, 15 grand or a hundred grand. If she has like a big following and they're buying a course, but if you have like, Oh, I'm, I'm a yoga teacher. And there's no following, no business model behind it. Mm-hmm. The video will be worthless, even if it will be a masterpiece. Because she does not know what to mm-hmm. do with it, or he. Yeah. Um, so so that is like one of the things where I'm like, yeah, so you can tell if people are willing to pay for a project. Then you know they already have an idea what to do with the video. And it's kind of scary when you have people that are like, oh yeah, we just want a free video, so that we have a free video. And that maybe leads to something. But they just don't know what to do with it, you know. So mm. it's like because they cannot justify it. So that is always like kind of a red flag for me, you know. Because mm. like yeah, because but on the one side, sometimes it makes sense, and they're just like, "Whoa, this was epic, and I want it again." But that is maybe then still the wrong motivation for the next gig because you cannot upsell mm-hmm. them like now a two grand video or a one grand video or a five hundred dollar video, you know. And they're like, "Oh no, I," you know. So that's the well- the, the one.
0: You said yes and no. I mean, I've I've actually had a few cases where I did something free, and then next year rolled around. Um, yeah. I used to do this wine festival in Colorado where the first one was free, rolled yeah. around next year. They're like, you did so amazing. We sold out all the tickets. We had never done that before. This is nice. this was amazing. Everything was perfect. And then I was like, OK, well, do you feel comfortable maybe paying a little bit now? Like, let's bump it up to maybe, you know, still not where it should be, but let's bump it up to something. They're like, of course, of course. I mean, you because in their mind, you know, just think of as a business person. They're like, yeah, you helped me make like 100 grand more. So for you to want now five grand this year. Yeah, of course.
1: Why not? Yeah. And I mean, like, there's always ways how to justify it because it's like kind of like an advertising. So, and obviously, you have to pay for mm-hmm. advertising, and that can be labor, videos, or whatever. And everybody has to advertise so that people think about you mm-hmm. because out of sight, out of mind, and yeah, life goes on just with somebody yeah. else who's apparently there. So, it's not a bad thing sometimes for working for mm-hmm. free if it's under the right conditions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Having. You know, having uh, people that just that just love you, man, and just build that love, build that community love. Make it so it's impossible to say no to you. Make it so people have to hear your name from multiple people. That's my favorite thing is when someone goes around and asks different people who should be the web designer, and each one of them independently says go to Sean. That's that's when it's like, how can they say no? Then yeah. then that then that's value based pricing. Then they come in. Then you say, yeah, but I'm fit. I you you've had five or six people recommend recommend you to me so i'm going to charge this and if that's if you can't afford that that's okay move on but you had all these people say i'm awesome do you do you want something safe or something risky i'm clearly safe
1: yeah so risk it for the biscuit
0: (laughs) i love it risk it for the biscuit Yeah.
1: So it is like a interesting topic just in general, like free work versus non free work, and should you do it, should you not do it, at what time, you know, like with the time frames mm-hmm. and whatever. But in the end, yeah. it doesn't really matter. We we've been there, we've done that, and we're still doing it when it makes sense. But you have to be very experienced. I had like yeah. occasions where I was like shooting with a client, and obviously it was like an unpaid shoot, but I managed to actually get like um, a sponsor. So getting paid from the sponsor, got product, and got free promo material out of it. Obviously, you know, you could mm-hmm. pay now the model, but if the model is just trying to freeload it is not like really a nice thing to do, you know? So it's like, it should be communicated. Yeah. And, you know, honesty is like number one um, because like everything comes around and goes around because like you cannot say like, ha oh, I played everybody against each other. It will come around, you know, and they will figure out. And then they're like, oh, I want yeah. the money though, you know? And then they can sue. But if you make everything clear up front, there's usually always a way how to monetize anything and everything if you have enough knowledge. Yeah, and I and I
0: just believe in the law of attraction too. Where like if you build this kind of attraction for yourself, where people are literally attracted to you and working with you, good things will come. It, it, <laughs> it really just comes have to down be hot,
1: you know. You just have to look good. I see how it is. <laughs> you know, it's easy for me,
0: actually. Hold on, that's easy for me to say. The rest of the podcast, I'm going to wear these sunglasses.
1: So anyway, um, so my somebody's blowing on... his own horn. We <laughs> can't even the sound <laughs> right? effect on background. <laughs> There we go. That's the (laughs) ego
0: horn. But yeah, so, you know, build, build that karma. You know, I, um, I don't really jump into kind of the Buddhist track a lot in the show. Maybe, maybe we will a bit, but, um, but yeah, build, build that, that karmic value for yourself, even within your, in what you do, build, build the good vibes, build what you've done, you know, have, have this track record of being a good person. Um, I've had some negative things happen in the last year that we've kind of touched on a little bit, that i think i only got through because i had so many positive experiences with other people that were willing to keep me going through that so so build that community be be an awesome person and and yeah and i know we said you know free work can be good but yeah definitely be you know obviously that's where the gut feelings and things like that come in where definitely yeah. judge Experience. like are these are these good people is this going to help me um so so, de- so yeah so we're not saying just do a lot of free work but yeah definitely don't be afraid of the free work if it gets you a yeah, lot of no,
1: yeah, there's always something to it. But I think now we hit an hour and 22 seconds. I think it's time to wrap it up, Sean. Or All right, any, well, let's like... wrap it up. Okay, um, so yeah. you got any closing statements like, hey, what, uh, subscribe to fitsay.com or fitzay on YouTube? <laughs>
0: I do want to say that, you know, Fitze is a great videographer. Go to fitze.com. Um, oh. You can also find him on Fitze on Instagram. He's always looking at his uh, messages there. So slide in. He's he, he is a great videographer. Um, he, he does such a great job um, and it's hard to scare him. So, so, yeah, go check him out. You can check me, Sean Craig Creative at seancraigcreative.com. Um, that's S-E-A-N. Um, I spell it the cool Irish way. Uh, our Ooh. Sean Craig creative on Instagram. Um, I need followers desperately. I need to get my <laughs> social media game up. Uh, yeah, very We're desperately working on it, but you know, um, yeah, go follow us, engage us, talk to us, you know, um, if you're watching this video, please, um, yeah, please just reach out. We, we'd love to talk. Yeah. Have a good one guys. See you, everybody be safe.